Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And, of course, the big news this week is the uh, articles of impeachment were delivered from the House of Representatives to the House of the Senate. And we are now on the, as we say, we're on the clock. (laughs) And I guess by Tuesday, um, the first play is going to uh, begin. And, of course, now we start seeing some some movements, some interesting moves being being made. Uh, President Trump has decided he was going to assemble what he thinks is an all-star team uh, to defend him uh, in this uh, proceeding. And even the idea of defense in this proceeding has a certain disingenuousness to it, since the uh, leader of the Senate, Uh, majority, uh, Mitch McConnell, has already said that as far as he's concerned, Donald Trump is already acquitted, even though acquitting means that you go through a trial with evidence and witnesses and documents, and then based on your assessment of those things, you determine whether or not you think somebody is guilty or innocent. Mitch McConnell, well, yeah, but he he swore that oath, the, the oath to be impartial, after he said not my words, his words, I'm not impartial. And none of my House members or my Senate members are impartial. We're all political. And we're going to make a political decision uh, about the guilt or innocence of this president. That's not an acquittal. That's not even a trial. That's just sitting here and putting up with somebody saying this is the bad things that... that uh, of course, that's not patriotism, but it is uh, class representation. If if you're in the fat cat class and you're benefiting from his administration, then, you know, this is really justice for you. But if you're looking for impartial justice as to whether or not uh, high crimes and and misdemeanors have taken place, whether conduct has taken place on the part of this or by this president that uh, demonstrate his his unfitness uh, for continuing in office, if that's what you're looking for, uh, then you need to look at evidence. Something needs to be the basis upon which you make that decision. But the dream team that Donald Trump has assembled uh, includes, uh, what's his name, uh, Alan Dershowitz, who himself is a little funky. I mean, not, not only was he, he got, he got uh, uh, famous in his defense of O.J. or participation in the defense of O.J. Simpson in his case, uh, in terms of the death of, of his wife. Uh, but since that time, uh, Dershowitz has also, um, uh, I guess, put more glow on himself or some kind of aura on himself uh, because he defended uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who 
ultimately committed uh, suicide from the uh, humongous number of uh, accusations of uh, uh, sexual misconduct uh, and sexual crimes. Uh, then he, he hires uh, uh, Ken Starr, and Ken Starr himself has issues. In fact, the way the newspaper talks about it, it says that he Starr was, uh, um, how shall I say, he, he, he helped Dershowitz on the Epstein uh, defense in 2007 and was forced from his job as president of Baylor University in 2016 amid accusations that he did not respond to allegations of sexual assault made by women against members of the school's football team. Now, I find it interesting and ironic that Dershowitz uh, has been a person who is who, who has uh, accepted tremendous amounts of money to defend uh, Jeffrey Epstein for sexual misconduct. Uh, Starr himself was forced out of his presidency at Baylor University because he didn't do anything about sexual misconduct. Yet, uh, Starr was you know, a person who made his his mark in the Bill Clinton case, uh, literally accusing Bill Clinton of being unfit for office because he had sex with an adult woman uh, in his you know, lower level of his administration. It seems ironic that those two things kind of kind of go together. What what makes these folks, you know, the the the, the thing. But I want to just point something out to you before we get to our callers. I just want you to understand why sometimes you hear me say things about the disingenuousness of the media in this country and that you have to be careful how you read what is being put before you. If you look at the Buffalo News paper today, you would think, given the fact that we found that uh, Lev uh, Parnas and Igor uh, Fruman were involved in spying on and monitoring uh, Ambassador, Ukraine Ambassador uh, Marie how do you say her name? Yovanovitch or Yovanovitch, spying on her, keeping her, monitoring her phone calls, monitoring her whereabouts, and so on. That he was, they were clearly involved under the direction of Rudy Giuliani in an organized effort to get her fired from her job because she was trying to root out the kinds of people that were circling around uh, President uh, Zelensky of the Ukraine. Uh, She was trying to keep those corrupt people away from the powers of government. But Rudy Giuliani was trying to work with those corrupt people to grease the skids for American companies uh, to be able to get uh, business uh, in the oil and gas industry uh, of the Ukraine. And so... (laughs) Rudy Giuliani is trying to, to preserve the corrupt people in the Ukraine. Marie uh, Yananovich is trying to get those people out of the Ukraine government or keep them out of the Ukraine government. And Rudy Giuliani is working to get her fired because she's getting in the way of uh, his uh, efforts to be able to grease the skids for his uh, his allies and his friends. So the the perpetration that uh, Donald Trump was trying to root out corruption when, in fact, he's trying to keep the corrupt people in power uh, in the Ukraine is interesting. But what I find more interesting when you look at the paper is there's nothing in today's paper that tells you the impeachment uh, uh, inquiry or, or, or trial is about to begin. Here are the facts that we know. I want you to write this down. 
Citizens for Responsible Ethics in Washington. Write that down again. This is a, a uh, an, an organization. They have a website. Write down Citizens for Responsible Ethics in, Gov- in, in Washington. And then write down the title of this uh, article, uh, Five Crimes uh, Committed uh, by uh, Donald Trump. And you'll get what should have been uh, in the newspaper, a litany of what is the basis for why this impeachment uh, trial is underway. The first was the issue of bribery. Whether you agree that bribery took place or not, that's what is being uh, uh, put before uh, 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 the Senate uh, through the testimony of the House. Uh, second, soliciting uh, uh, foreign, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, foreign campaign uh, uh, dollars. That is absolutely illegal for you to solicit dollars from a foreign country. That's what's um, uh, uh, being uh, uh, put forward in these impeachment articles. Third, coercion of um, uh, political acts. In other words, uh, trying to use your power to force somebody to do something to your political benefit. And that's clearly what was being done uh, with regard to uh, uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and people in his government. Uh, Fourth, uh, the misappropriation of funds. We had 400 or close to $400 million that were uh, allocated by Congress to help people in the Ukraine. And Donald Trump sat on those dollars. And now we've seen uh, uh, email traffic that shows that uh, immediately after the July 25th phone call, uh, where all of this uh, became known to uh, uh, to the public due to the whistle- whistleblower, Donald Trump was directing people uh, not to move money uh, towards the Ukraine until he got what what he wanted. Uh, that clearly is an abuse of power. And the last thing is obstruction of Congress. And you could take up five or six days uh, to go through all of the different acts of obstruction of Congress that this president has been engaged in. So there's a lot that I wanted to talk about, but I thought that these were the things that we should get uh, 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 started on first. Let me get our first caller on, Tony, and then we'll get John on. Tony, how are you doing out there? Oh, it's wonderful. I love snow. <laughs> yeah, I it is snowing it. right See, now. I can take my cat out and trace his uh, footprints. <laughs> <laughs> trace her footprints. She's yeah. actually st- sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. She loves your show. I love it. First of all, let's talk about the wonderful presidential tax cuts that occurred. Bloomberg, Bloomberg Television put on a show that talked about what has been the result of these tax cuts. Here's what has happened. The top six banks have received, since 2017, a windfall of $32 billion dollars. $32 billion. Wow. I'm talking about Bloomberg, you know, the guy that yep. founded Bloomberg, Bloomberg TV and Bloomberg as economics. Guess what? They've also saved over $8 billion in tax savings that they didn't have to pay. Right. And as a result of all this, Donald Trump said that there would be an increase in the n- number of employees that companies would hire, right? That's what he said. Well, actually, Bloomberg reports that a thousand people lost their jobs hmm. due to these from these companies. Get this: the inequality of the income in this country 
and I only have the figure they gave of 2014, is 81 to 1. Yep. That's the income disparity, 81 to 1. For the top 1%, you know, yep. uh, 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 in relation to everybody else. Yep. Uh, to, uh, well, to guys like me. Yep. Poor slobs like me. You know, that depend upon Social Security and veterans. Yep. Uh, uh, compensation. Now, I'm going to tell you, this team that he's picked to represent him mm-hmm. is, is full of holes. Alan Dershowitz was on at 6 o'clock last night talking to Ari Milburn, mm-hmm. and, he re- and he said he wasn't part of the uh, president's team. That was his initial announcement. Mm-hmm. He was not part of the team. His only thing was that he was arguing that these charges against the president did not result in impeachable offenses. Mm-hmm. That was what he was going to say. And that's what he's been arguing for months. Dershowitz, he's been arguing that position for months, that uh, the behavior did not rise to the level of impeachment. He does not say that the behavior was right. He was just saying it didn't didn't rise to the level of impeachment. What you don't know is that Alan Dershowitz, when O.J. Simpson got in trouble, now I'll let you know something. O.J. and I had the same birthday, and I once (laughs) told him that. We were, he's a year older than me, okay. but on the same date we were born. Uh-huh. Alan Dershowitz was hired initially to represent O.J. You know how long that lasted? About three months. He was kicked out of that team. And who took over? A wonderful man named, uh, who is now dead, Johnny Cochran. Yep. I have his book. Yep. I have an autographed copy of his book talking about what happened there. That's Dershowitz. Suckalo, you want to talk about a guy involved in this? Guess what? He, Love Parnas, has a, a uh, what do you call it, email from Suckalo to him talking about what was going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he showed it on the racial show on Thursday, the, the Wednesday night. Suckalo is going to either be a witness in the case, or he's not going to be prosecuting the case. You talked about uh, about Ken Starr. Ken Starr spent two and a half billion million dollars on investigating the, uh, the President Clinton, and he brought. Remember when they delivered six boxes of evidence to the Senate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he argued about this case. Ken Starr is no great shakes lawyer. He hasn't had a hundred cases on his life. This team you call, they, they call a dream team is full of people that have baggage. But the biggest thing is, is they always blame Durkowitz that you cannot have an, uh, have an impeachment unless there's a crime, right? That's what they try to assert, right. Well, guess what? There is a crime. The GAO on Thursday morning issued a statement. A long statement stating that the president had no right to take and hold that money up. That right. it was a illegal procedure, illegitimate. Right? So we know for certain that Trump broke the law. Now, whether yeah. that arises to the level of impeachment or unfitness for office is for people to judge. But the fact of the matter is that Trump broke the law and his own administration said that yeah. he broke the law. 
And here's what the, one of the biggest things in this whole episode with Love Parnas established. The President of the United States was going to send uh, the Vice President Pence to the inauguration of uh, Zelensky. Right. right. Yep. Well, Lev Parnas said that he got word from a certain character in the, that was in the president's room that stated that he had to tell the, the, uh, the, the Schaefer, a guy who was next to Zelensky, that he had to accept the terms of getting an investigation of the Bidens or that vice president would not come. Mm-hmm. That happened on a Sunday. The next day, Monday, the president announced that vice president was not going. Yep. So Parnas had all that backing from Giuliani and the president. If anyone tells you the president didn't know what was going on, and ask them how logically they can make that statement. I, I haven't said enough for today, and I'll just say this. This trial is just beginning. You don't count out the fact that there are some people who will vote for witnesses that will show up. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate you. We're going to take our first break, and then we're going to get John on, and we'll get Rambo Jim on. So if you, st- you all stick with us, we will see you on the side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Attention, if you're in debt to the IRS and frustrated with your options, for a limited time you can call and quickly check your eligibility for the Fresh Start programs offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problem. Through this special toll-free hotline number, you can find out in minutes if you qualify for these powerful new debt reduction programs green-lighted by the IRS for 2019. If you have unfiled tax returns under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or just want to know your options, business or personal, Republic Tax Relief's A-plus rated tax relief system has helped thousands stop IRS collections immediately and saved millions in tax debt. These relief programs will not last forever. Call the hotline number now, 800-501-7110. That's 800-501-7110. Check your eligibility for tax debt savings today. Call 800-501-7110. That's 800-501-7110. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Donald Trump is continuing his brutal assault against plumbing and water consumption and appliances. The latest is during a rant last night in Milwaukee. This is weird. Donald Trump ranting about dishwashers 
uh, that he clearly does not understand. I'm going to play the clip and there's a few funny things here. First, Trump is again framing everything as liberals don't want you to have working appliances. We're working to get you good appliances. The second funny thing is Trump clearly has no idea how dishwashers work. I'd be shocked if he ever operated one in his life. And number three is his crowds are so clueless and so willing to be led around by Trump like they're on a leash that you've even got like teenagers in the audience cheering about dishwashers. Can you imagine being 14 and going crazy because Trump will allow you to buy certain dishwashers that he claims liberals don't want you to have? Take a look at this bizarre clip. But I'm also approving new dishwashers that give you more water so you can actually wash and rinse your dishes without having to do it 10 times. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I would bet money Trump has no clue how a dishwasher works, but the whole underlying idea again is liberals want to restrict how much water you can use. And Trump wants to let you use all the water you want or something like that. Trump's obsession with plumbing is getting really weird. Remember Donald Trump's rant about flushing toilets 10 to 15 times. We have a situation where we're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms where you turn the faucet on in areas where there's tremendous amounts of water, where the water rushes out to sea because you could never handle it, and you don't get any water. You turn on the faucet, you don't get any water. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly at my suggestion. Uh, you go into a new building or a new house or a new home and they have standards on where you don't get water. You can't you can't wash your hands practically. There's so little water comes out of the faucet. Donald Trump, the president most obsessed with plumbing, probably in the history of the United States during the plumbing era, during the era where internal plumbing exists in households. It's all so bizarre and disjointed, and it is comical to a degree, except that he's impeached. He's wreaking havoc internationally. He's the laughing stock of the world, as we uh, played clips for you earlier today. He's effectively uh, uh, employing destructive trade policy while extorting foreign countries to help him smear his possible opponent in order to bolster his reelection chances. If it was only that the guys whacked out about plumbing and water, That'd be one thing. But the water wackiness is happening in addition to all of these other serious fiascos, scandals and embarrassments. It's just so insane. You listen to those clips and you have to be asking yourself, is this man on drugs? Is he taking something that is spacing out his way of thinking? What in the world would make you claim that anybody on Earth flushes their toilet 15 times after they go to the potty? What in the world would make you say something like that? If 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 your dishwasher was so bad that you had to wash the dishes 10 times in the dishwasher, why wouldn't you just not use the dishwasher, buy another one and wash the dishwasher, the dishes in the sink like you did before there was a dishwasher? I mean, these are just nonsensical statements. And then I guess the thing that I find most grating about it 
is that there are 6, 8, 10, 12, sometimes 20,000 people in Donald Trump's audiences, and they're jumping up and down in their chairs, clapping and grinning from ear to ear like seals and so on, you know, believing this nonsense that this man is saying and, and, and acting as if what he's saying makes an ounce of sense. It is just mind boggling. When Donald Trump tells you that he's he's been strongly looking at something, and that uh, he's the one who suggests to the EPA that we needed to do something about, you know, these toilets and these dishwashers. You know that this man is just making this stuff up. It's just crazy. But I just want to say one more thing before I grab John. When we talk about an impeachment offense, and, and this may be something we'll talk about with Rambo as well uh, when he comes up. When we talk about an impeachable, impeachable offense, the Republicans leaders keep trying to tell you that if it does not rise to an actual crime in a provable, you know, grand theft or a provable, you know, uh, 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 manipulation of stocks, you know, and, and, and that sort of if it's not that, then it's not an impeachable offense. That's not what the Constitution says. It says that impeach an impeachable offense is abuse of powers and high crimes and misdemeanors. And when it talks about high crimes and misdemeanors and abuse of power, what it's really saying is that you are abusing powers in a way that is at least as egregious as would have been the case had you actually broken a law that could be proven, you know, in a, in a court of law. So it's important that we understand what's up here. What's up in impeachment is whether or not this man's conduct represents whether or not it is uh, in the United States interest to keep this person in office. Is he fit for office? That's really what we're talking about. And you have to judge for yourself if the behavior that this man continuously behaves in represents what you think is fit for office. Let me get John, then we'll get Rambo, then we'll get Donnie on. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Uh, i got to tell you this. Uh, my my birthday is the same as O.J. Simpson, too. So, <laughs> so you and Tony are, are, are like you know, cut buddies and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned about the tax cuts. And as we said before, 83% of that tax cut went to the top one-tenth of one percent. And um, now now to try to, you know, both, both uh, the trickle-down tax cut of Reagan and Trump's tax cut caused the biggest deficits in American history. Yep. Uh, uh, with Reagan's, uh, from 1776 until Reagan, the deficit was one trillion, close to one trillion dollars. When he left office, it was closer to three trillion. And now the same thing uh, with with Trump with this trickle down thing. That and that now he's going after uh, breakfast uh, 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 children's breakfasts. Right. Let's go back to French fries and, and fried food. And, and also Social Security disabilities, going after these people that are on Social Security disability, yep. too. So try to make up the money that, he's, that he stole from everybody else and gave to the top 1%. You know, the thing, too, about I, this Mitch McConnell, what a, what a weasel he is. Uh, he, he, he has way too much power, way too much power. And as I said, I, I made this point before, and I, you can check it. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure that in the last 40 years uh, that the Democrats have had the presidency and the two houses only four years out of that 40 years. Right. And because of that, uh, the, the Republicans could stall everything like McConnell's doing right now. Right now, the, uh, you know, uh, McConnell, he doesn't want something to... Uh, he didn't 
bill from the House and, and uh, bring it to the Senate. He just won't do it. Uh, he did the same thing with uh, the Supreme Court justice. And uh, it doesn't matter that the House has passed well over 200 bills, bipartisan bills, and he won't even look at them in, in the Senate. Right. So, and, and Republicans, the thing about Republicans is they don't want change. Republicans want to keep things the same. They like it the way it is. If, if you got a tax cut like the one that, that Trump gave us, uh, gave to the top 1%, why would you want to change it, you know? Why do you care about uh, health care when, when uh, you know that, that your buddies, the top 1%, don't have to worry about health care? They don't right. have to worry about a lot of stuff. So, so they, they, don't, they don't want change. Uh, we said, too, before that the, the only ones that have ever done anything for the middle class have been the Democrats with Social Security, Medicaid, all that. Uh, uh, all of the positive things that have been done for the middle class have been done by Democrats. But they can't do it if they don't have control of all three of the presidency, the House, and the Senate. See, historically, the uh, both parties, the Democrats and Republicans, when they were in positions of power uh, in our federal government, they would work with each other to come up with bills that gave people what they wanted. If you were in the majority party and you had real control, you wouldn't ask for 100% of what you wanted. You'd go with 70% of what you wanted. and You'd let the other party get 30% of what they wanted. And that right. was the way it used to be. And so even though you might not like, you know, some of the decisions that were being made and some of the laws that were being uh, passed, you would find that there was something in the way that those laws were passed that gave you some some kind of benefit. There was some kind of ground that you could stand on. But when we had Newt Gingrich, you know, who uh, and in most insidious of all of the people that I have met, uh, you had Newt Gingrich who tried to, who, who did drive the House of Representatives to become a mob rule, you know, kind of a house. And then his uh, homeboy, uh, Denny uh, Hastert, who said, here's the principle that we're going to operate Newt Gingrich's agenda from. Uh, what we're going to say is, if you can't get a majority vote among the Republicans, then the bill can't come to the floor for debate, period. Right. Those two things are what got us into the position that we're in now. And then the media. The media talks about the Republicans claim that we have a do-nothing Congress because Congress is not getting stuff passed. But the Congress can't pass stuff through the Senate unless the Senate will take up the bills, debate the bills, and then allow people to be able to vote you know, for those bills. So instead of saying that we have a do-nothing Senate because we have a, a Republican cabal that won't allow anything to get done that is not 100% what they want, instead of talking about it from that perspective, they talk about it as if Congress, as if it's an amorphous thing by itself, that it's not driven by the partisan politics of one party having control of a particular house. You know, when the Democrats are in power, the Democrats will try to work out stuff with the Republicans. I know this is not, you know, what you want. It's what I want. What do you right. want? And they try to get to some kind of ground. It might be the not be the purely middle ground, but it'll be somewhere closer to uh, uh, the Republicans won't end up with zero, you know, in, right. in those so, negotiations. And that's yeah, what know, and, that, right. and in those four years that I mentioned that the, the Democrats had the presidency, the House and the Senate. They did get some things done. I mean, that's when that, when Obama passed uh, Obamacare was right. uh, in in the, the one time the two years that that Obama had that he had a House and Senate. Right in two thousand nine uh, and two thousand ten. Right. Yep. Yeah. 
So at least they got something done in those right. four years. And yeah. even then it showed you that the Democrats are not as monolithic as the Republicans are. Because yeah. if the Democrats were monolithic, you would have gotten single payer or uh, you would have gotten universal uh, uh, Medicare from the Obama administration from the get-go because that's what he originally proposed. But he right. got well, smacked down a immediately. Public, op- public option and that little jerk uh, who, who uh, you know, uh, voted against it, one vote. That was that Lieberman, remember? Joe Lieberman, right. That's yeah, exactly what I was thinking about. Right. That, that, wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't go for the public option. Yep. That's the only way Obamacare was going to work was with a public option, and he, he had a one vote that uh, killed it yep. right there. Yep. yep. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next week. Let me get Rambo on. Rambo, how you doing out yeah, there? Nathan, Nathan, good, good. Hey, listen, you got nothing to worry about. I was talking to my sister's husband over Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, and he told me, now he's a biker. He looks like one of the guys you'd see on uh, the Sons of Anarchy. He told me, he said, Big Jim, I want you to know us bikers. He said, we're terrified of the vegans. And the key feeders and all oh my the people God. that are on your side. He, no, he told me, he says, I can assure you, we're terrified of those people. I mean, Satan's disciples, Hell's Angels, the King's Men, they would never want to fight those people. Because they're, they're terrified of them. So you've got nothing to worry about, Nathan. You're all set. So what's, the, what's your point? My point is, don't wish too hard, pal. You might just get what you're wishing for. So what is it that I'm wishing for? You want to warn, you're going to get it. Where did you hear, where did you hear, you see, this is the thing, Rambo, you start talking and you start asserting things that nobody has said, and then you argue against the thing that you said that nobody said. When have you heard anybody at any time in the last eight years that I've been doing this program, when have you ever heard anybody say anything remotely sounding like, I want to start a war, I want a war, blah, blah, blah. When have you ever heard that ever at any time, even once? In eight years, even once, have you ever heard that? Why would you make a statement like that? The, the people that are on your side. What's stop stop trying to, to, to say what the people on my side are saying. I'm saying that on this program, you know, the people, whether they're on my side or they're on somebody else's side, when they call into the program, you cannot identify a single instance that even one person who called into this program made the assertion that they wanted to go to war. Period. Nathan, You're just Nathan, making Nathan, that up. Sick, deranged hatred against this person. Okay, so that so if, if that's your opinion, then just say you think that these people are deranged. Don't claim that people said things they didn't say. Let me ask you something, Rambo, because you try to paint yourself as a patriot. And uh, I just want to understand what patriotism means to you. Mitch McConnell said before the impeachment articles were given to the House of the Senate, he said that uh, regardless of what the oath of office says that I'm supposed to do, uh, we're politicians. This is a political decision and we're going to acquit, you know, this president. This is he's, he's not an impartial juror. He's not going to be an impartial manager of the jurors, period. Then he takes the oath of 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 uh, uh, office for impeachment and says in the oath that he swears by the Constitution that he's going to be an impartial juror. And then he promptly goes back to saying, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm not impartial. I'm not going to be impartial. I'm going to the White House. I'm going to manage this whole process in the way that the White House wants me to uh, uh, to manage it. This is not even a trial. Uh, how is that patriotism? I mean, how is that patriotism 
or if somebody says that I am uh, willing to die to uphold the Constitution of the United States, to fight for the values that this country claims that it is founded on, that's what I believe that I should be doing. That's what I think the flag means. How is the latter thing I said not patriotism, but what Mitch McConnell and his cohorts are doing, how is that patriotism? To you. First of all, they're trying to head off an armed conflict because that's where we're headed. What has right that now. got to do with anything it's that I just said? Nothing to do with it. We're talking about the survival of this country and some radicals. So you're saying I mean, that if somebody, so you're saying that if somebody tries to hold the president to account for his abuse of power, his clearly impeachable crimes that he has committed, or at least that's their their assertion. If somebody tries to do that, that that's calling for a war, you can't have a resolution of a conflict without a war in this country? Is that what you're saying? Nathan, what I'm saying is this. We're not going to lay down and just let you have your way. So in other words, if you can't if you can't have your way, if it can't go your way, if somebody says, no, we really got to let kids eat, you know, good, good food. uh, No, we really don't need a 41 percent tax cut. No, we don't need to be, you know, uh, 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 starting military conflicts in other countries because we just don't like the other countries. No, we don't want to do that. If if somebody argues that position, but that's not the position that you and your cohorts are arguing, then we have to we're going to have to go to war over that. Is that what you're saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? You're the one that's making these statements. I'm just asking you what I'm just asking you what you're saying. What are you saying? You every time I ask you something, you say, well, we, we have to stop. We're going to go to war. We're going to go to war. Who's the we and why would you go to war? If I say that Donald Trump hiring uh, Rudy Giuliani, who then hires uh, Lev uh, Parnas and Igor Fruman to go into the Ukraine and try to muscle officials in the Ukraine to be able to do Donald Trump's bidding for getting an investigation against Joe Biden and his son. If I say to you that that's wrong, that that is an impeachable offense, that is conduct that a president should not be engaged in, are you telling me that because I take that view, you're going to go to war against me? Is that what you're saying? We'll do whatever it is necessary. Who is we and what do you mean you're going to do whatever you're going to do necessary to do what? To have your way? We had an election and we're not there's not we're not going to let you get away with a coup. The election is for the purpose of administering the United States. If you are not administering the United States, you're using the power of government to administer for your personal gain. You are not being a president of the United States. You deserve to lose your job. Period. Orchestrated a judicial coup. <laughs> Unelected okay. federal judges are running the country now. Okay. See, see, but I'm glad you're talking like this, Rambo, because I hope that the people that you talked about, the bikers, the new devils, whatever you you describe, I hope that they hear you and they understand exactly what it is that you are saying and how you are saying it. It's it's that ideation that is killing us in this country. I thank you. Uh, let me get. Um, Donnie, oh, we're going to take our break first. We're going to take our break. Donnie, don't go away. We're going to take our, 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 uh, our, second, our second break, and then uh, uh, we will see the side of the break here at Think Again. Think Again.
Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. What would you like to be better at? Dancing. Poker. Yoga. According to a study, CVS customers are better than most at something important, staying on prescriptions, which tends to make you healthier. So get a free prescription savings review and try home delivery today. Because of the things you could be better at, staying healthy tops them all. Treat yourself well at CVS. Savings vary. Not all patients are prescriptions eligible for savings or delivery. Ask your pharmacist or visit cvs.com pharmacy for details. Enter the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. We're giving away $50,000 every score change, touchdowns, field goals, even extra points, 50 Gs. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half million dollars that could be used toward their dream home. Enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 54. No purchase necessary. 18 years or older except Alabama, Nebraska, Mississippi. Ends January 30th. Licensed all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL is not sponsored promotion in any way. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. And so it's really important from what you just heard in the last call that you, you get this principle in your head or ask yourself if you're okay with this. Anytime you don't get your way, violence is the answer. That's exactly what we heard over and over and over again. So, listen, we, we want to get to our calls. I have five calls on. We only got 15 minutes, so we got to do like two, three minutes. So let's get Donnie on first, and then we'll, we'll, you'll tell me who to go through from there. Donnie, how you doing out there in Middleport? Good, good. Trying to stay warm out here. Trying All right. Warm. We got some snow for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. I got a question about this president here, Trump. Uh, he, he does his darndest to um, drive people apart. Yeah. And he, he goes against our allies and potential allies, this thing with Ukraine, and he, he, he uses people. That's, that's his knack. He uses people and toss them away. And the president of Ukraine is not crazy. He's not. He, he looks at them, and um, the culture of uh, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, they always been at any sort of stroke. And he treats the people of Ukraine like they're dirt. And they, they, they said, he's going to come a day and said, they're going to go to the Chinese and get what they need. Borrow the money from the Chinese. We'll buy any weapons we need and get you off of us. And that goes for the people in Iran and Iraq, because we like to put sanctions on people and force them into the Russians' hands. The Russians are not our buddies. The Russians are not even buddies of each other. And he makes it easier for people to turn against America. Yep. I have one more thing here to say too. There was a guy who he was a British diplomat, and when they left Singapore, his father worked for the. He, he was a rich man. He said they made their mint in Singapore and Hong Kong. And he said, as a Western European said, as an Englishman, he said, we had our chance. 
and we threw it away and said, the power left the East centuries ago and went West. Now it's going to leave the West and go back to the East. Yep. It seemed like this man's hastened it. If you study history, you will see that, you know, sometimes the, the, the West has their run and sometimes the East has their run. Sometimes the South has their run. <laughs> sometimes the North gets their run. It's the way the world works, you know. And so hopefully democracy makes it possible for us to be able to survive all of these runs. But they don't survive if you allow people like the folks that are in power in our Congress and our, uh, our White House right now. If you let those people continue to operate the way that they do, you won't be flexible enough to be able to handle it when these currents of uh, where money flows, where the economy gets dominated, you know, where those things go. But I appreciate you, Donnie. we got to run. Uh, you got Ron? Yeah, let me get Ron and Chitawaga. Ron, how are you doing out there? Oh, not bad. You know, what I hear, what I just heard what from Rambo Jim there, I feel bad for the guy in some ways, you know. Uh, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. a veteran, uh, worked for the government, all this type of stuff. Yeah, he was a, a prison guard. You know, I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a civil he's, servant, right. He's addicted to Donald Trump, and millions of people are. I mean, it just, you can't confuse him with the facts, and it's like they're so fanatically supporting this guy that no matter what he does, he's just not... You can't criticize, or he's, the guy's ready to shoot you. I mean, it's a shame. <laughs> right. But, and there's millions of people out there like that. You know, and is this what the kind of uh, country that that people have come to want? As uh, you know, if you disagree with something. Now, I like Barack Obama, but he wasn't. I thought he was wrong on Syria. I thought he was wrong in Libya. Yep. Getting involved in that, I thought he was. Uh, he, he could have been more forceful with the right wing of his party yep. on the Affordable Health Care Act. Uh, you know, we're, we can step back, people like myself, and say, yeah, Obama was good, but he wasn't perfect. And when he's wrong, we're going we're gonna to call him out on it. Right. We think he's wrong. Okay, so, but these guys are addicted. You can see he starts yelling at you if you criticize. Immediately, I mean, they, right. <laughs> they seem to have lost, they seem to have lost the idea that, you know, I, Donald J. Trump, do solemnly swear to protect, preserve, and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That goes out the window with these yep. people. It's what he wants that is defended. And then, what a rotten, dirty, rotten shame that so many people... Well, just one more thing. There you gotta go. Uh, did you read the notes of this... Uh, these, these two Ukrainians yes. that were, were acting on my behalf. Yep. It, it's not clear, but where they were, it looks like they were talking about killing the ambassador. See, it, it's so, not said absolutely. It's not said absolutely that clear, yeah. but it is implied in the way that they write what they're writing that Marie Yovanovitch, that her life was actually in jeopardy. I think the reason why that woman in the State Department called her up and said, you need to come home right now, get on the next plane, is because they were aware that this thing was had gone that far, that she the, was actually the, a threat. And the Trump people are trying to make light of it, but they were either going to bribe her, which is illegal, or they were going to kill her. It depends on how you want to interpret those those uh, those messages. But that was really a, a, something that is not getting enough publicity right? in the media. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Ron. All right, talk to you next week. Let's get other John in Buffalo. Other John, how are you doing out there? Pretty well, Nathan, pretty well. All hey, right. You know, uh, while I certainly believe that uh, the moron you had on a little while ago was full of it, you should have asked her how many times he flushed this morning. Ten, fifteen. <laughs> well, see, we're not going to call people names because that just that never ends, and I'm pretty sure he only flushed just once, and uh, he, he, he thinks Donnie Trump's his toilet was broken. <laughs>
But now the, the the case you're talking about is Mr. Hyde, not Dr. Jekyll, but Mr. Hyde. But the real Mr. Hyde. <laughs> the real Mr. Hyde in Connecticut. Yes. He is a GOP candidate. This this nutbag is Robert a his name is Robert Hyde, right. Correct. And he is the one that was uh alluding to the fact that uh, the, the ambassador could be whacked. And he passed that along to... Uh, I just want us to understand people. something. We always talk about this people like him and this particular guy, Robert Hyde, like he's a whack job. But I need for you to understand, he may be a whack job, but he's a wealthy black, uh, a whack job. He, is, he has enough acumen that he's been able to amass uh, at least seven, maybe eight figures you know, worth of wealth uh, for himself. He was a big-time donor, uh, to Donald Trump's campaign. That's how he got known to Donald Trump in the first place. So he's he's not a dummy, you know, and that makes it even more scary that a person like him with his resources has the mindset, you know, that he has, that we saw. And, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even attempt to imply that he was a dummy. I just say he's a nutbag. <laughs> right. There's a difference. There's a difference. You're right. He could be a nutbag and and be smart, right? And very wealthy. Actually, there's, uh, I was reading a, a book uh, whose title escapes me right now, but uh, it, it is estimated reliably that 6% of all corporate CEOs are psychopaths, by the way. <laughs> anyway, that's my two cents for this week. All right. I appreciate it, John, other John. Thank you. Uh, who is it John? Oh, John in Rochester. I'm sorry. I can see him right here. Hi, John. How you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. I got I to gotta say, uh, you know, I have sympathy for uh, Donald Trump because oh I, have a new, I, I have a new toilet, and he's right. <laughs> I, not that I have to flush center. Well, he's a bigger eater than I am, I'm sure. Well, you but know, he, to, he, was, he was watching you on your toilet, and that's how he knows that yours <laughs> took 15 but, times. But I, I got to tell you, I have to flush a little more times than I used to because of the damn water efficient toilet. I think we just got it uh, about a year ago. So it hit, it hit home with a lot of us out there, but 10 or 15 times he does eat a lot. You can see. How, how's your dishwasher going? Do you do you have a dishwasher at your house? My wife does. So I, I've never used oh, oh, it's your wife's dishwasher. It's not <laughs> both It's not right. both of your dishwashers. It's it's her That's dishwasher. Right. I've so never that, used it in my whole so, life. So that, that tells me that you never washed the dishes. <laughs> It's an old dishwasher, so I don't know. So did, has she talked to you? About, has she talked to you about the fact that she has to wash the dishes ten times to get the the the, the soil off? Ten, she does complain about it, though. But but uh, I'm going to get more specific. I'll report to you next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, so tell know, me I'll, tell me quickly before you go, John. I asked Rambo Jim about this, and I think you. I just want to get your thought. My version of patriotism, or at least my question about patriotism is, is patriotism that you're willing to pick up a gun and fight at the direction of whoever your commanding officer was and shoot whoever they tell you to shoot? Is that your definition of patriotism? Or is patriotism your desire to uphold the values and the laws uh, of the United States? Uh, because that's what makes it possible for us to live here in the country that in, in the free democracy that we live in, is is this is your loyalty to Donald Trump, or is your loyalty to the Constitution? Wh- wh- which makes up patriotism in your mind? 
Of course, it, it's to the Constitution. It's not to an individual. Uh, if that individual is following the Constitution... So uh, so I, if, if Lev Parnas, who is an American citizen, although he was Russian-born, if uh, he gets hired by Rudy Giuliani to go and try to muscle Marie uh, Ivanovich uh, or muscle the uh, leading uh, uh, executives of the Ukraine uh, to... Uh, get them to do a, get an investigation announced against Joe Biden and his his son, and to recruit money uh, from them, and to block them from uh, firing corrupt officials in the Ukraine that Rudy Giuliani has a relationship with. I, I'm just not following. You know, where, where's the, where's the patriotism in that? Well, Ivanovich was a was a hack and was working. What with makes the her a hack? She, she she was working with the Democrats in the Clinton campaign, protecting Burisma and uh, the Biden. Where are you connection. getting that from? It's it's all over the place. It's all over. Uh, no, it's all the over the there's, crazy there's media books, that you're two, you're listening there's been to. There's two books written on it. There's been <laughs> at least two books written on it. Okay, what, na- name name by name by the books name the books and the authors so that we can run these things down. Because every time I, I, I run this stuff down, I find that the books and the authors are crazy people like the Denise Suchek, uh, Suchek whatever his name was, you know, that, that launched the uh, trailer. Uh, D- huh? D'Souza, right. Who, 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 but go ahead. Okay. Uh, who are these people? It could, it could be William Federer or uh, Paul Kengor. Dr. Paul Kengor. I'll get you some names next week, but I have to agree with... Uh, Rainbow Jim on one what a very important issue. This is a silent coup against Trump. It started when he was running for president, and uh, the Obama administration. They're projecting the, the this corruption of the Obama administration and his CIA. And so, CIA. so this is you, you call department. you call this, this a silent you saw you call this it, a silent this coup. A, this is a silent coup. Okay, you, you call it, but let me let, let me ask president. you something. Let, let me ask you something that's actually on the record. On the very, hold on, hold on, on on the very, on the very, on the very day, November 8th of 2008, that Barack Obama was elected president of the United States. On that very day, the night of that day, Mitch McConnell and his crew got together. He called together the leaders of the Senate and his his fan club, and he said that we're going to do everything in our power to see to it that Barack Obama is a one-term president. And he went on to say that we're going to do everything in our power to see to it that he cannot get anything done. In other words, that was a silent coup. They were doing everything in their power to undermine the president of the United States before he even took office the following January. I didn't hear a word from Rambo Jim. I didn't hear a word from you during that time. We were doing this program at that time. I didn't hear a word from you on that. How is that okay? But, okay, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I got to run. That was too much ranting on my part. Let me get Kevin before we get to the end of the hour. Kevin, how are you doing out there in Pendleton? Hey, 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 Ben. Um, just and I'm record, sure you uh, think that I, I'm crazy too, record, right? Let me finish. I only have less than a minute, so let me go quickly and see what I say, man. All right. Uh, just for the record, just for the record, you have not encouraged uh, tell anybody to declare war or to harm or go to war with anybody. For the record, you never said that. Thank you. Okay. Right, okay, but just to let you know, though. However, uh, just to let you know, well, I'm seeing both sides of the situation here, what you and, you know, your caller, Robert Jim, was saying. But here's the thing about it. I never hear you condemn elected members of Congress and your party who encourage people to go to restaurants, 
get in the face and intimidate or harass individuals because of whatever political party they be. Well, n- number one, that rare, that that has no that that no, don't don't make a them. statement that's not true. I that rarely occurred, and when it did occur, I did condemn right. the people that did it. Right. So that's and, not that's just not the, true. The okay, well, all right, well, let provide us the evidence, please, because maybe some individuals have not heard heard you say that. Okay, and also. Um, when what am I supposed to do? Go back to 2010 and, and, and whenever, whenever, whenever it was. But the fact is, though, <laughs> I don't need to hear you as strongly condemning, right, the individuals on your side of the aisle or in the Democratic Party who are just as radical as the individuals over on See, the right. You're but doing anyway, the same you're thing that Rambo it, does. You're making stuff I'm up, and then you're arguing against what I you make up. Of it. What's the radical stuff that you have heard said? What do you mean? What's the radical stuff? What's radical? What's radical about saying that it's illegal for you to uh, recruit, solicit foreign money to help a, a, an American election? How is that? Listen, how is that radical? This, I mean, you're going off the topic here. I mean, you're talking about you know avoiding uh, conflict, okay, in this country among ourselves. All right. right. Let's try to avoid a coming civil war, okay, my man. You have a good day. All right. I'm not sure what the point was, but. <laughs> You know, and uh, I guess there'll be a civil war if Trump loses his job because people realize that he is unfit for office and they throw him out of his job. If that occurs, according to Rambo Jim and people like him, that's going to provoke a civil war. I don't think that that's the case. And I don't think that American people should allow themselves. <laughs> we, we, we do have an army. We do have police. We have a, uh, a, a National Guard. I don't I'm not concerned about that. So listen, folks, we're going to continue our conversation. We'll see what happens as a result of this impeachment uh, trial, if there actually is a a real trial. Uh, we'll uh, We'll see you next week here at Think Again. Think again. You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.